back. Welcome back to season three <laughs> recap part three, I suppose. Um, like I've said previously, who knows how many recaps we're going to have. Um, but tonight it is just Wesley and myself. Andrew is feeling a little bit under the weather. Hopefully he doesn't have the uh, the COVID. He's gotten a lot of tests done. He has. He's very At concerned like about it. Five, right? He's concerned about it because his fiance's dad is in remission from cancer, so he's that's, that's good to be ahead of the. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, of the um, well, teachers are going to get offered the vaccine. Some have know. already received it. I yep. was talking to a teacher um, today about it. So I think Andrew's going to get that. Yeah. Which, you know, if you're around. I fully endorse it for people who are around those who are uh, high risk or the high risk people themselves. That's our That's COVID our update COVID of the update. night. Uh, fully endorsed in those circumstances. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's just the two of us this evening. And uh, we do have a fun segment. Um, I asked... Josh Motsky, who was Digs in a Blanket, and Ben Roth, who was uh, Rothman United, to write their own obituary for the year. And boy, they both are home runs. Great writers. Well done. Very good. Very fun. Uh, We're going to read them live on the air. And then we're just going to do a little, uh, I guess, trade analysis on really their years. Talk about their seasons. Talk about their seasons. Key moves. Um, so again, maybe a little shorter, but we'll see. Um, so here is Ben's <coughs> trying to get it on my phone. Just a second. There it is. So <laughs> September 14th, 2020 to December 28th, 2020 normal, Illinois Rothman United season ended peacefully on the night of December 28th. 2020 with the knowledge that he had secured a coveted spot in the most prestigious leagues of fantasy football known to man, the champions league. Knowing this, his defeat was taken not with the sour taste of failure in his mouth, but with tears of joy as he felt all the preparation, dedication and honing of his craft come to fruition as he moved on to greener pastures and payouts. (laughs) Formulated in the summer of 2018, Rothman United was a stalwart opponent in the Super League since the time of its creation. Having been bested by BS losses and dumb moves by Sean Payton in seasons prior, the manager is comforted to know that although he may have lost the battle at the moment, he eventually won the war, despite Coach Payton's insistence of making a gimmicky quarterback a thing. So in a season fraught with COVID disappearance, tragic injuries, and lopsided trades, in the benefit of Rothman United, his team was able to pull off a gutsy end to the season, finishing 7-6 and and sneaking into the sixth spot of the playoffs. The team went on to rightfully defeat the powerhouses of Jones United and Puck City to take him to the promised land and that sweet, sweet fantasy playoff spot. And although he was bested by Dale FC in the championship, the knowledge that he made it there was comfort enough. 
Because really, the first round was the most important. Sorry, Brady. Rothman United is survived in the Super League by Jones United, Sam Soccer Team, Real Jay-Z, Mile Wide Tornadoes, Too Legit to Acquit, CZFC, and Mads Crazy Team. And he has a poem that he wrote. Well, Anonymous wrote. If I, if I should go tomorrow. If I should go tomorrow, it would never be goodbye. For I have left my heart with you, so don't you ever cry. The love that's deep within me shall reach you from the stars. You'll feel it from the heavens, and it will heal the scars. Really gets you down, gets you down deep, you know. <laughs> it hits you, it hits you deep. Uh very well done, Ben. That is just a fantastic, just a great, a, a true obituary. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. He has uh, plenty of experience because he is yes. writing a. He's got a couple, couple thousand words. Yeah, couple novels in the works, uh, which is great. Good for him. Can't wait to read those, Ben. Um, but now let's look at his team. Let's see what he did uh, this year. Yeah, he's was one of the the strong teams early on. Uh, a lot of all stars. Um big players trying to pull up his team so i can actually see who they were but i know they were there that they were oh yes a lot of great running backs on his team um he ended the season with derrick henry josh jacobs and chris carson in his lineup solid that's a solid running back more it's incredible those are all top 15 guys consistently yep and Probably. I mean, you know, not counting injury. But. Right. You would take them in the top 15 early on. Yep. Yeah, so so great running backs. And then always having a, a tight end that you're comfortable with actually starting is nice. So he has Mark Andrews. And then the wide receivers of Allen Robinson and Stephon Diggs. Man. Scary. Scary. Diggs was, like we said, the n- number one wide receiver this year, which is – that's actually very good. He had 300 points. That's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Which Did you beat out Devontae Adams? Yeah. Pretty, wow. Fairly certain. I'll look it up. I've got a player list. I, I believe you. It's just shocking because you just don't uh, expect that. Uh, nope. I'm kidding. Devontae Adams had 300. Okay. <laughs> yep. No, you're right. Either way, he was Number top three. Top three. Um, and then uh, as in quarterback, he had... A lot of guys go in that spot. Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Tannehill, and then recently Jalen Hurts. I was back to Diggs. I was thinking of the uh, led league in yards. He ah, had fifteen hundred yards. Gotcha. So yeah, so, yeah a, a solid team, a solid team there for Rothman United. He had um, six trades this year, and boy, he had some doozies. He did. Um. I remember texting you about one that we'll get to, and I was so glad I was in the Champions League because yeah. I would have started a fight over this <laughs> trade. Throwing fist to Kess. Uh So the first one, he sent away Jameson Crowder and Devin Singletary, and he received Lev Bell and Stefan Diggs. So Yeah, a, a clear win on his part. CZFC uh, will come up a couple more times uh, with trades uh, uh, with Ben. And 
I believe historically, anytime Caleb trades with Ben, Ben wins. I'm pretty sure there's a fight still going on from like six years ago. There was a trade, and it is escaping me <clears throat> on what it was. Essentially, two no names for a starting running back. Was right? it Le'Veon Bell? It might have been. I mean, it was absurd. Or was it? Maybe it was Antonio Brown. Might have been Antonio Brown. It was Antonio Brown. Yep. So not a running back, but well, the he it was two running backs. Anyway, doesn't matter. It was a ridiculous trade that we still give him. Yeah. Uh, crap for yeah. Now this did happen September fifteenth, so early, early on. Diggs may have not gone off all season, but like he did. Um, and if you had no faith in Lev Bell's situation, which would have been a smart bet, um, and Jamison Crowder and Devin Singletary have potential, but they're boomer bust guys, and yep. they busted. That they did. Uh, Jamison Crowder had. Some good, a few good weeks, but then a lot of bad weeks. Lot so of bad weeks. more bad than good. And being a running back in Buffalo with quarterback like Josh Allen, it's like you're not getting those touchdowns consistently uh, or the yards even. So it's you can't count on them. Yeah, it, I mean Singletary had a couple good good weeks at the beginning, but um, he's like a desperation no flex in my mind. Oh yeah, desperation. Yeah. Because would, I'd rather go with some upside. He had three weeks in double digits. So. Yeah, that's bad. No dice. No thank you. So, yeah, a win for Rothman United, getting that uh, wide receiver three off of trades. Yeah, solid. Yeah. Uh, his next trade, he received Julian Edelman and Robert Bobby Tanyan, and he sent away Michael Gallup and Josh Kelly. And this was right after week six, so about midseason. Um, and by that point, Joshua Kelly was nothing and Dak was gone. So who knows what Gallup's going to be doing? Edelman goes onto the IR soon. And so he basically got a tight end in Robert Tunyon. Tight end three, right? He was the third. So a solid tight end. Now I will say he also had Mark Andrews. So it was a, yeah. I, I don't know if he thought like every other week, like depending on matchups, stuff he like that. He was probably going to play matchups. But yeah. yeah. Um, and Gallup, so, Gallup had a decent remainder of the year, though. He did. He he did. But well, when you have yeah. top receivers. You don't need them. Yeah. You, you're not going with the hopefully the quarterback in Dallas can do something. Yep. Um, so I would say it, I, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a win because he had Mark Andrews, but it's not a loss. Well, if you look at his next trade, which he made eight days later, he sent away Robert Tunyon and Le'Veon Bell and David Montgomery for Derrick Henry. And this is the trade that I would have lost my mind over. Yeah, but David Montgomery had a decent end to the year. He so did. if you were a someone who needed a tight end, and you know the end of the year, like you don't have a tight. Let's say you don't have a tight end. Yeah, you're picking someone up off waivers. Is it the worst trade ever? No, it's not the worst trade. David Montgomery. They, hindsight. What it hindsight. Hindsight. It's not the worst trade. Of course. Yep. <clears throat> Derrick Henry. Last year, Caleb and I made a trade with Derrick Henry, and everyone just what was it? Hammered him for it, and then uh, he ended up winning the trade. Oh yeah, you got. Uh... Carson and 
I don't. Was remember. it like Raheem or something? Did you no. get two running backs? I don't remember. It I seemed remember. incredibly lopsided. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's 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 just interesting because you can, I mean, you could have traded week one Christian McCaffrey for, so Christian McCaffrey for Aaron Rodgers, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's a great trade. Yeah. So. If you can predict the injuries. Now, I will say, we did we did crunch those numbers. Derrick Henry was still the play. Yes. It still came out in favor of Ben. Uh, Derrick Henry had like 160-something points after this trade. David Montgomery had uh, 130, 133. Yeah. And so it still was definitely uh, in favor of Rothman United, um, especially considering Le'Veon Bell was nothing at all this year. Yeah. Real bummer. And Tanyan was hit and miss, and he didn't even lose anything because he had Mark Andrews. So Yeah. And then this next trade happened on November 7th. Actually, he had two trades November 7th. First one was that he received Henry Ruggs and Chris Carson, sent away Jonathan Taylor and DJ Chark. I think we decided. So Ruggs and Chark were, I mean, Ruggs was irrelevant. And Chark you um, you just hope you get the boom week, but they were few and far few between. Few and far between, yeah. They were both irrelevant. So this is really more of a trade for uh, Jonathan Taylor and Chris Carson. Yeah. And we mathed this. Jonathan Taylor was the play. Yeah. And it was solely because Carson missed the three weeks following this. If he plays those weeks, even at 70%. Who is Ben's other running back? Uh, at this point, yeah. I mean, he had Derrick Henry, and he had because he may not have needed him. Josh Jacobs. Mm. So he's holding out. <clears throat> yeah. Even still, Jonathan Taylor was the play. So Ben actually lost. Lost straight. that. Yep. Not as big of a loss though. Like it wasn't a a thirty point loss. I don't believe. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it. It was yeah, it? Uh, may, maybe not. Maybe not with November. But maybe. Yeah. I, it was pretty significant, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then the the other trade, Austin Hooper uh, for Derek Carr. He received Derek Carr. Uh, I have no thoughts on this trade whatsoever. No. Nor do I care yeah, who won that. This was nothing. And then his final trade, he received Allen Robinson and sent away Sterling Shepard and Gus Edwards. This honestly may have been more shocking than the Derrick Henry trade. I would say after the the Diggs trade, this was his best trade. Oh, my gosh. Allen Robinson after November 25th, right? Yeah. 23-10-23-10-15. It's a great trade. Great trade Sterling. for nobody. That was like, those are drops. I mean, like you can just drop those guys. Week seventeen, Sterling Shepard had twenty nine, but week seventeen was not a week that mattered. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Ben had some good trades. He did. He's good at trades. It'll he, be interesting to see how he does next year with trades when Caleb's not in his league. <laughs> yes, because because he got uh, Diggs, Allen Robinson, Allen Robinson. <laughs> Oh, uh, what Derek Caleb's Carr. team could have been. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. He must have desperately needed a running back. 
yeah. desperately to be willing to lose A-Rob for Gus Edwards. Yep. It had to have been painful. So, yeah, good moves for Rothman United. One loss, um, but the wins far outweighed that and got him into the championship and the Champions League. Yep. Well done, Ben. Kudos to you. All right. Well, let's hear the digs in a blanket. Obituary. (coughs) Clearing the throat. All righty. Digs in a Blanket, a.k.a. Fresh Prince of Hilaire, a.k.a. CMC's Beep, a.k.a. King of the Jujus, August 2019 to January 2021. Gone but certainly not forgotten, Diggs in a Blanket was a beloved friend, negotiator, and manager. Diggs was known for his quick responses, reactions to the pod, and personal thoughts on how to stomp Seth and Wes into the dirt. His love for fantasy football was unparalleled. Outside of being a husband, he once called fantasy football his favorite activity and hobby. As a part of five leagues, he devoted countless hours each week to his teams. Although he spent by far the most amount of time dedicated to the Champions League. A back-to-back champ in another home league, he was never satisfied. No amount of trophies, plaques, or money would fulfill him until he became the Champions League victor. He loved spending hours negotiating with some of his best pals, Casey, Andrew, and Jake, to just name a few. He truly cherished these friendships that likely wouldn't have been made without fantasy football. He had many memories of fantasy football and being part of the Champions League, but these were some of his favorites. Calling Wes out for trashing me on the pod, putting up absurd number to make him declare me his projected winner, then taking a big old dump to be left out of playoffs. <laughs> Listening to the podcast in bed every Thursday night within the hour it was posted. Attempting to pick up every tight end and dropping them to prevent Jake from having one. Just to realize Jake had seen this coming years ago and adjusted the settings to prevent it. <laughs> Referring to Max solely as Olivia Giese's old homecoming date. Ranking Andrew as 12th in the initial power rankings just to punish him for trashing me on the pod. Drafting in Casey's basement in 2018. Listening to the draft results both years and laughing every time Quentin drafts OBJ. (laughs) While Diggs won't be a part of the league next year, he did leave some wishes. He wants to see Casey win the league next year so that the points reset and he has another shot. He still wants Wes to get bent over every single week next year. He wants Brady to lose every game next year, except one game, against Wes. Finally, he would like to find out a way to join the podcast next year in some sort of podcast from the fantasy football hell. The Pooper League. The Super League. The lowest of lows. While this is obviously not the outcome he desired, Digs in a Blanket will prevail. He looks forward to rising from the ashes next year, and he looks forward to seeing Seth Four in the unfortunate place he has been relegated to. Godspeed, Champions League. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice words there. He called me out three different times in that obituary. <laughs> he did. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, I don't know why. We're getting feedback in our headphones, Some and I don't know why. technical difficulty. I don't know why, because I literally know nothing about what I'm doing. I just put 
the cords and the wires where I was told. It for it's a simple setup, so it's weird that it would be doing anything like that. Yeah. But anyway, that was uh Josh Motsky, Digs in a Blanket, and his obituary. Josh, uh <clears throat> well, he missed the playoffs on points. He Imp- did. He was one of the seven and six teams. Yep. Uh, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of us, and That's so he unreal. was one of the unfortunate two <laughs> that didn't make playoffs. Ugh. That's a bummer. Yeah, uh, but he had three trades that were two of which were uh, very significant. He essentially traded out his entire team in yes. two trades. It, it was huge. I, his I first remember trade, talking about him, and so, it took a long time. Yeah. So his first trade, I'll just read it off. He received Melvin Gordon, Daryl Henderson, Stephon Diggs, Austin Eckler, Deontay Johnson, sent away Josh Jacobs, Robert Woods, T. Higgins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Mike Gesicki to Max. So and Max. this was right before week six. Yes. October so. 17th. And uh, just some some background on the teams up to this point. They're both 2 and 3 and desperate. They they're both thinking we I got to make a move. Yeah. Which and they decided that move is let's swap teams and see what happens. Let's swap medi- <laughs> mediocre teams. <laughs> uh anyway, it, oh. We did some analysis. We did pre-pod. We did. I want to say before we we talk about that analysis. If Austin Eckler didn't get injured, he would not have been two and three. When did that True. injury happen? Uh, he, let's see. He got injured in week four. So week I four. maybe. Yeah, I'm, he would have won either week four or week five. Probably. But he wouldn't have had him. Max had Eckler. Oh, okay. Then Max wouldn't have lost. He wouldn't have been two and three. Correct. So, never mind. Okay. We did some analysis. What did it show? Turns out, well, so for Max. Rough analysis. Yeah, rough analysis. For Max's team, his players, turns out the next four weeks were actually very good for them. Uh, Diggs in a blanket. Josh's team, the next four weeks were. So so to poor, yes. Um, but that really may have not mattered for Josh at all because he yeah. finished five and three. Yes. So both teams were two and three leading up to week six, and they finished both finished five and three. So they were both seven and six teams. So what happened? How how does swapping teams like that did it? It's it's such a weird thing. You don't see that five potential starters, right? <clears throat> I think swap. it helped Max. Yeah, uh, I think it hurt. There was a push for Josh. Yeah. It, yeah, because Josh Jacobs continued to do well. T Higgins took off after this fifteen, sixteen, eleven, nineteen. What? Sorry, what week was the trade? Uh, before week six, and then T Higgins took off. 15, 16, 11, 19. 
I just want to see, did Josh win the next few weeks or did he finish on wins? He did not finish on wins. So he won. I think he lost and then won more than lost and then won. So, I mean, he got Diggs. Diggs is, yeah, Diggs Diggs is number three. Number three. And Henderson and Gordon, they're not who you want to be starting, but they will fill a spot for you, no doubt. And I believe he also had Antonio Gibson on his team. So that was. That was his main running back, Hopes, at least. Yeah, who actually picked up off waivers because yeah. Casey had dropped him for Damian Harris. Yeah, Casey bought him on. for two on the draft yep. and then dropped him. So a great pickup. Well done there. Um, so Diggs actually – so you said after week six? No, week six included in the trade. Okay. So week six, Josh won. He then lost, lost, so he lost the next two. I'm clicking. He must have won the next, like, four then. One, week nine, one week ten, and one week eleven. So he's feeling great yep. on a little streak going into and the playoffs. one week twelve. And lost. So he had to be like in third or fourth place. Yeah. And then he goes out. I don't. I don't know if it's anything. I don't even think they can hear it. So maybe it's just the headphones. Maybe we could just take the headphones off too. So, yeah. Based on this trade, I would lean that he lost it, but I'm also not willing to just make that statement. Right. Because. Honestly, I think the next trade may have hurt him more. I would agree. His next trade was he received Amari Cooper, Todd Gurley, and Mike Evans, sent away Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Terry McLaurin, and Philadelphia's defense. And we did a little bit of analysis here, and Amari Cooper did well. 13s, that was fine. But Todd Gurley was bad. Yeah. And Melvin Gordon was playable. Yeah. And he got rid of Eckler, who eventually did come back. See, he was he was going to be riding on Antonio Gibson. He was hoping he was going to do well. Um but he he had one good week that actually carried him to a victory um of 34 points. But other than that, I don't think he I think he had when he won that last week. I think killed him because his team because it was week thirteen, right? He didn't have Mike Evans. Mike Evans was on by, hmm. so he started Diggs, Deontay Johnson. Uh, he did have to start Antonio Gibson and Todd Gurley, who combined for four, three point nine points, and then Ferkser scored seven. And it was it was his to lose. I remember thinking yeah. that. Yeah. You, me, and Andrew were like, it's his to lose. Like, he and has he, this. I mean, he just put up, a, like, a lot of them put up stinkers. Herbert scored six. Yeah. So, it was unfortunate end of the season for him. Put up a valiant effort. There is one more trade, isn't there? There DJ is. DJ Moore for Dallas Goddard. He got Goddard. It uh, was November 14th. He Yeah, I mean, 
DJ Moore wasn't exciting this DJ year. DJ Moore wouldn't have helped him that last week, which is the one he needed to win. Yeah, anyway. he had a buy. So. so it was irrelevant. But Goddard was not on his team. so It probably helped him to a win, though. Yeah, so he traded for him, and then he scored 17 and 18. Wait. This doesn't make sense. What? He got DJ Moore on the 14th, and then he scored 17 and 18 points in the next two weeks. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking he received Goddard. Oh, no. And I was looking at his team, and it's showing DJ Moore in week 13. I'm like, did someone drop DJ Moore? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, so but, it may have know. given him a shot at playoffs, though, that yeah, trade. Yeah, no, that so. could have. That, that was actually a good trade for him. Yeah. Yep. But, yeah, that's uh, that's our in a blanket trades. Our if if anyone truly wants to crunch those numbers, I don't, Josh, if you've done that, I'd love to see those numbers because there's too many pieces in there. That's going to take some time. Yeah. No, thank you. I, I love you, uh, but I don't care to do it that much. I don't think really probably anyone else cares all that much either. <laughs> so if you could just provide that, that'd be much easier. That'd be, yeah. Very much appreciated. All right. Well, that does it for our first segment. I guess you know what time it is. Clink, 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 clink. It's time for a beer review. Uh, Once again, Wesley and I both forgot beers. So what we have here is actually another very good cheap beer. It's fantastic. I am close to finishing mine. And so that. I don't normally. I'm normally not close to finish by the time we do do the beer review. So I'm thinking drinkability real high, high. real yeah. high. Shinerbach, brewed in Shiner, Texas, which I believe has about two thousand people. Yeah, it's a small Very little. Small. Everyone works for the brewery. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, tiny town. Um, and you love tiny towns. Oh, big <laughs> tiny towns fan. I hear it's like a. Shiner's German, right? Uh, population of 2,069. Shiner's German, correct? I believe so. I it's hear it's like a... Spotzel Ger- Brewery. I believe it's a small town, and it's like very German. German. Like you feel kind of like, oh, is this some small German commune thing? Interesting. Yeah. You know, um, complete side note that is relevant for nothing unless you're driving... Uh, south from dallas to austin uh but there is apparently a large czech community mm. and i don't remember the town it's escaping me but um you could also be driving to waco but anyway um it has this bakery slash gas station and okay. they make some of these little delights called uh kolaches oh yeah i've heard of kolache and they are very good. Slap your mama good, wow. as they would say in Texas. So if you're ever venturing from Dallas to Waco, I believe it's on 35. Get yourself a kolache. Get yourself a kolache. Uh, anyway, Shinerbach. We've probably beer. all had it before. Shinerbach. Yeah, beer. if you haven't, you should. And uh, it's very good. A little write-up about it. Small town, small brewery. Every drop of Shiner beer is brewed in Shiner, Texas. 
uh, population 2069 by local craftsmen who take pride in our little brewery and our classic Shiner Bach. This American-style Bach has a clean flavor and a slightly sweet finish. We hope you enjoy drinking it as much as we enjoy making it. Prasit. I'm assuming that's German for something. Yeah. Maybe like cheers or something. Yeah. And they are a member of the Independent Craft Brewers Association. Nice. Even though this is a I mean you can get this beer yeah, this is in everywhere. every state. Yeah. This is everywhere. Actually it's not it's not in Idaho. My brother in law uh oh, lived in Dallas for years and now they live in Boise. They came over for Christmas and their one re- request is that we get a Shiner holiday cheer because they can't get any shiner in idaho bummer yeah um so that's what we're drinking over they like it in boise they love boise boise is a happening place i think yeah uh fastest growing city in america supposedly get out of here yeah so uh shiner is honestly it's nothing special no but it's like man i just want a beer if you went to a bar and said, "I just want a beer," and it's on tap everywhere, this is what Shiner I f- bar. this is what I feel like they should give you. Yeah, like you know, in movies or shows, they're like, "Yeah, give me a beer," and they just it should always appear, be this one, like a just some a random beer. beer shows up. Yeah, you don't know what it is, but it's, it's just it's, a beer. It should bar. be Shiner. Well, let's just decide right now. The beer you see that they're drinking on TV, Shiner Bach. It's Shiner Bach. That's yeah. what it is. Um, high drinkability. So high. I just finished it. Better than um, any light beer that you can buy. It's also not light. It's not a light it's beer. It's not, which is... It's a Bach, which means it's dark. Which is shocking for the drinkability. Yeah. It's it's not, like, super dark. Like, this is a dark bottle, and you can kind of see through but it. But for the drinkability, it's shocking how dark it is. Yeah. Yes. Because normally, the darker, the less drinkable. Although, I would actually say that Guinness is pretty drinkable. That's true. Guinness and it is... Deep dark. That is, and it's so good. You can't get much darker. Um, what are you gonna wait it? Wait it? <laughs> Rate it? I'm trying Got to remember one in what I did last week because those. You gave it a I six, six one, one. I think. Yeah, I'm at a six six. Yeah, it's, this definitely it's, clips I think a it six. Hits that right. That's just like yeah. right in the middle. This is a me. beer I think you can enjoy summer, winter, yeah, spring and fall. This is why I went in that order. I don't know. But yeah. You if yeah. Anytime I go somewhere and they have shiner, I'm like, oh nice. Yeah. This is good. Um I'm gonna go a little bit less than that, but still clipping the six mark. Uh I'm gonna go six I'm going to go 6 2. Yeah. It's just, just a pleasant beer. It is. You know, nothing outrageous. Just a beer's beer. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that does it for the beer review, which um, actually brings us to our final segment, which is a uh, just a teaser, I suppose, of something that is to come for Wesley and myself. And Caleb, Zier. <laughs> no, just kidding. I don't know about Caleb, but maybe. Well, yeah, he's moving back specifically for this. Yeah, to be on our podcast. Yeah. We are starting a new podcast. 
an additional one. We're not yeah. stopping this one. Um, well, we will eventually. We can only do so much yeah. with this in the off season. But uh, we're going to do a podcast where, uh, well, Wes, you wanted to share the title? Yeah. Well, the title will be Your Favorite Movie Sucks. And we will analyze. Well, we'll start with our favorite movies and discuss why they suck or why they don't, depending on yep. if it's your favorite or not. Yeah, we'll uh, debate, have a discussion, and that is, it's in pre-production. Re- yeah, pre-production. We literally hashed most of this out uh, in like five minutes. We've been talking about it for a few weeks and decided to do it, and... I will say we're going to have our first one up in the week or so after the Super Bowl, probably. Yeah. So like three weeks from now. Sure. That seems about right. And it'll be kind of the the off season for now. Unless it gains some traction, then we can watch movies year-round. Yeah, I like movies. Movies are good. Most of the time. So. And so, yeah, keep your ears open for that. Our first movie will be Jake's favorite movie. Caleb just texted me. I'm he's not moving kidding. back. He no, heard us. He's not moving back. Did you text him? No, I didn't. Is he listening to me right <laughs> now? <laughs> Look at this text. Holy! Well, how did that happen? <laughs> Caleb just texted and said, "Can't wait to start a podcast with you and Wes." Is this live? <laughs> how did that happen? Uh, That's freaking freaky. I mean, I text him like. Four days ago about it. So, yeah, it's That's official. Wild. Caleb's moving back, <laughs> starting a podcast. Oh, man. Maybe we can just stream him in or something. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, our first week we'll be doing Jake's favorite movie, uh, Dark Knight, which it's hard to say. That movie sucks, but we'll we'll find a way. It's we very good. We will find a way. Um, and, yeah, so keep your ears open. We will uh, probably be getting an Instagram and we both will have letterbox profiles, which is like rating all your favorite movies. Good reads for movies okay. if you're a reader. Where does letter the title of that come from? I feel like it's a terrible name. Yeah. I think it has uh, – do they call those letterbox? Is that like a letterbox when you go into an old theater to get your tickets? Could be. I'm guessing it has something no. to do with that. Marquee. Mm. No idea. Doesn't make sense, but it is an app. And yeah. It exists. And, and you can Wes follow. is very active. He's yeah, rated I've, how many movies? I You can see every movie I've seen. I'm up to about 1,600. That's... And I have several lists. I have uh, all the Marvel movies ranked, in my opinion. I have my top 100 Oh, man. List. We're going to have so much fun with this. There's so many movies. There's so many movies. And uh, once we burn through our favorite movies um, and saying why they suck, uh, we will be taking requests. So if you have a favorite movie that you want to hear us talk about on the pod, let us know. So, yeah. Well, that does it here, uh, I guess, in Belichick's basement. Slash my attic. Um, and yeah. Hope you enjoyed the show. We will see you next week, barring sickness. And uh, yeah, stay safe.